Hey guys, it's Pete. Just wanted to let you know that my second book, Frankenstein's Soul's Echo, is now available. It continues the adventure from Frankenstein to Life Beyond, which is a direct sequel to Mary Shelley's classic novel. Both Frankenstein Life Beyond and Frankenstein Soul's Echo are available as ebooks on Amazon, iBookstore, Barnes and Noble, Kaboo, and of course from EnceladusLiterary.com. Thanks. Now on with the show. Welcome to Hindsight is 2020, a show where we look at anything in this world and arrogantly say how we'd fix it. And I can prove it with my usual flawless logic. These two idiots. <laughs> We give our thoughts on movies and TV shows that should or should not have been. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. Oh? Okay. In a land that... No in a land either. With your host, Pete. Welcome, James. It's been a long time. And finally, here we are. And Greg. No. I'm Ant-Man. I know. It wasn't my idea. And we slowly and mercilessly beat our subject to death. Leave that to me. Damn fool, I knew that you were going to say that. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? So Yusa thinking Yusa better than the Gungans? You so saying people gonna die? Blah, 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 blah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> have to follow down this stupid cartoon rabbit. <laughs> Especially when you have a cartoon rabbit who steps in the poopy. <laughs> oh, God, make it stop. <laughs> Oh, I have a Star Wars in my head. Oh. Well, then, since we're recording, let's talk about something else besides Star Wars, since we've already done that. What? We've already done Star Wars and Batman and Superman. And well, then, what the hell's left? Avengers. In fact, we've even seen the Avengers since we did the Avengers trailer craziness. Hey, yeah! And we've reviewed the Avengers, which I just remembered as I'm talking out loud, because I don't remember shit. All right, I'm going to react to something right now. They're making another Supergirl movie? No, it's a television show. Oh, all right. Yes. Yeah, so I, DC I pulled is up IMDb, and all of a sudden, Supergirl, first look. Okay. Well, it's like a six-minute-long first look at the show that'll be on CBS in the fall, so... Wow, well met. Once again, DC is ruling television and Marvel rules movies. For now. <clears throat> for now. For now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harry Shearer, why are you retiring? Why? Is it by choice? I don't know. It seems like we're doing a news of the day segment. Yeah. Hey, it's a Supergirl <laughs> television show, and Harry Shearer's retiring from The Simpsons, apparently. So, no more me, Kent Brockman. Or Seymour Skinner. I mean, Skinner. No, Mother, just the Northern Lights. I'm Principal Sinner. Skinner! I'll never get him back. <laughs> Everyone, please reconvene in Poophead Gymnasium. Oh, we shouldn't let the children name that. <laughs> uh, so, 
Here we are with another round of trailers that have dropped. We seem Again. to be moving. well. We knew this was going to be a big year for <laughs> movies, and now it's just going to be new big boom boom trailer every once in a while. And we've already done the three big big ones, so now we're going to do the medium big ones. That in another year they'd be the big ones, but now they're just the oh yeah. After those, I forgot about those after Star Wars and <laughs> Batman versus Superman and Avengers. Oh yeah, there's other movies coming out. I forgot. Just a reminder, folks, we do have a baseball game today. Oh right. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the pretzels are hitting whitey. <laughs> Another voice we're gonna lose. I have a so yes. we've got just a smattering because there's so many damn movies that are coming out this year that I even have the vaguest of interest in seeing, but we're sticking with big genre action things. So no Pixar trailers or, hell, even Pixels with Adam Sandler. I don't think we really have to dive into that too much. It's, it's Pixels and it's Adam Sandler, so we'll... Good, good luck. Move, move <laughs> on. And there's no Minions, which is the spinoff of Despicable Me, which... We'll make a billion dollars. Yeah, frankly, it'll make a billion dollars, and that's fine because the <laughs> families need fine. a good movie to go out to, exactly. and that's what it—that's what it is. So, yeah. But we're here to go over shit that it has isn't coming out yet, or Mad Max is already coming out, so we've already taken that off the list because it takes so long to sit down and record these things. So we're on to Tomorrowland. And <laughs> Mad Max was great. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Mad Max is on Rotten Tomatoes currently at 99%. So I'm going to say Mad Max was awesome. So We have hindsighted our future. <laughs> that's right. The future is hindsighted in the past or now in the present. Tomorrowland, Jurassic World, the Ant-Man, as Michael Douglas would say so annoyingly, Fantastic Four. The next James Bond movie, Spectre, Terminator Genesis, for some reason. Do we need another Terminator movie? Kent doesn't need to have a why. <laughs> why does it have a why? <laughs> it just is so weird and futuristic that way. Dude. Oh, man. Folks, we, we do we really need another Terminator movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did a podcast asking just that very question, I believe. Yeah. And we got one anyway, so... Yeah, we've kind of done a, well, no, I, should, I I was just about to say something that I'm going to put my foot in my mouth because I'm like, well, we kind of did a podcast on all of these things. No, we really didn't. We did a podcast on Terminator. Um, and I'm, I think we did a James Bond, but I don't really remember because we've done it. No, we have not done Bond. Well, then there you go. So what uh, what are we talking about here? We're just shooting from the hip. Um I don't know. Well, let's, let's start chronologically. Let's, let's, yeah, I was going to say, let's Fine, roll so. through the order in which they will ro roll out this summer. Oh, God, we're going to roll out. All right, so <laughs> uh, Tomorrowland, Brad Bird, George Clooney, Britt something, Richard something or another is the actress that I don't know. And, uh, yeah, looks pretty freaking cool. And nobody really knows anything about it except the people who made it. So, I think it it's looks cool. It's Brad based Bird. Based off of another, another part of the Disney theme parks. We know that. <laughs> yeah. So, I I mean, there's just no way that we can really do anything outside of, yeah, sounds cool. Brad Bird, Damon Lindelof, Clooney, sci-fi something or another. 
but I I kind of put my faith in Brad Bird on that one. Incredibles and Mission Impossible, Ghost, Proto- Ghost Protocol and Ratatouille, the, an Iron Giant. The guy really just cannot go wrong yet, so... Well, I, at least for my two cents, it was because uh, this was a trailer that played before the Avengers. Uh, it was just enjoyable to see George Clooney looking like he was having fun. Well, yeah, I mean, he has some fun, but quite frankly, he's a movie star without a big movie. We did Ocean's Eleven, and quite frankly, that and Gravity are about the biggest blockbuster hits he's been in. Right. And Gravity, he was barely in. And the Oceans movies are done. (laughs) So it's kind of like he needs to have a hit to match his movie star famousness. Because otherwise he's going to start slipping into just being famous for the sake of being famous. Mm. Good point. So, yeah, here's hoping the local boy does good with a a big movie. So I I don't have much more to go off of tomorrow. And I I just want to see it. I'm sold. (laughs) You? Um, I it's it's intriguing. I don't know if I'll get into the theater for that one, but I would like to see it. Why won't you get in the theater? Why do you want to see the storage facility? You don't want to know what it is you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, June fifth, the Entourage movie comes out. We can throw hey, that. That's a thing. <laughs> we can throw that out as a show that I did love for all of its cheesiness. It, it knew exactly what it was, and it knew it was nothing more important. And it looks like the movie's just a longer version of it. So I'm in. I'll go see it. But uh, I'm trying I, to remember how that because I know we watched it, and it's been a while. I'm trying to remember how that ended of where everyone was going off to. I remember them standing around on a tarmac or in a airplane hangar at the end of it and well, the spoiler, talking a bunch. And Spoiler alert for Entourage. Everyone shut your ears and uh, open your eyes. So they ended with Ari wanting to quit for his wife's sake, and he did. And then he went off and his, he and his wife went to Italy and just said, all right, we're going to take a break. And then he got a phone call that he took where he was offered to be the head of a studio. And that was the last shot of the show was already okay. getting a call saying, you can be the head of the studio. And he kind of looks around back at his wife in the bikini and he's like, huh. Uh, and Vince was going to fly off and marry Alice Eve for some reason. And E and uh, Sloan were pregnant and were going to go get married. And Turtle had opened a restaurant and Drama had a TV With Gary Busey? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we're talking about Entourage this much. It's just a movie and, yeah, it doesn't even fit in this mode. Because I said I didn't remember the end of it. That's why. Sure enough. But that's one I'm interested to see because I did watch the show and I enjoyed the show for what it was. So uh, the next on the list... Jurassic World. Mm. Fourth movie <laughs> in a series that needed only one. Kind <laughs> I, of, think, uh, I think you might have just summed it up right there. <laughs> this is kind of the Spielberg problem of uh, Jaws. Fantastic. Jurassic Park. Fantastic. Let other people go make useless sequels that aren't necessary. Mm. <laughs> I've seen two trailers for this and a TV spot, which I just saw yesterday. All right, well, you're ahead of me a little bit. I saw one trailer that left me just kind of going, well, 
That's coming out. So the Chris Pratt train has not sucked you in like a tractor beam? Uh, again, I, I like Chris Pratt as an actor. Um, I think there is such a thing as saying, you know, there are limits. <laughs> and I, if this movie soars or fails, I don't think it's going to soar or fail on Chris Pratt's shoulders. I think the premise and the product itself is going to be what uh, makes it sink or swim. So, what were your thoughts on Jurassic Park two and three? Because that's what this needs to overcome. Uh, this needs okay. to this needs to not only rekindle memories of nineteen ninety three, but also overcome two and three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw the first two movies in the theater. Um, we saw part enjoyed, together. <laughs> yeah, enjoyed uh, enjoyed number one like I think ninety billion other people did. Uh, number two, we enjoyed the experience. We enjoyed of the two. experience of <laughs> laughing at it because the whole audience went, "Wow, we've been had. This is a horrible film." <laughs> and uh, one of our friends made the moment quite memorable <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> well, we set the stage. It's a darkened theater in the middle of Ohio. The dinosaurs and raptors are going around Jeff Goldblum and Julianne Moore, and they're racially ambiguous adopted daughter of some sort and suddenly the raptors are coming upon them and the daughter who mentioned earlier that she had a gymnastics class does some gymnastics on a random bar hanging in a barn somewhere yeah she doesn't just do some gymnastics she does a whole like flip routine, routine on the parallel <laughs> bars and everything. it's not like it's more like a setup rotation flip twist your hands on the bar and then kick a wonderfully located raptor out a window for some reason. I was going to say, if that happened in real life, they'd probably just like grab your legs when you're in the middle of flipping <laughs> around and that would be the end of it. Uh, 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 standing that, up and applauding. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, that just, awful. that scene right there just encapsulates the movie and that moment of him standing up clapping just wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say about number two. Yes. Just Wow. <laughs> Uh, three. number three, I saw, uh, a tape DVD. I don't know what, um, I don't even remember how long ago that came out. Uh, I think the guy in the local paper summed it up best. He was always good at coming up with little fake taglines for these movies. And it was dinosaurs show up, people get eaten. That's pretty much all you got to know about Jurassic Park three. <laughs> um, a lot of that going on, and then a very rapid ending, as I recall, where it was just like, oh, um, okay, now they're being rescued. Great. Uh, and to me, it, it just seemed like, okay, that that's it. It's done. Um, I don't know the full story for why we have a fourth Jurassic Park movie. Um, my big problem with this is, I think, especially after seeing... Uh, the last two, it's like, well, how is this not just going to be more of the exact same? Which, again, there are plenty of franchises. Uh, you mentioned Bond before. Uh, there are plenty of franchises where that's the case. More, you know, more of the same is what what the audience wants. So, I, for whatever reason, maybe it's just two, uh, one hellacious sequel and one just kind of subpar. Me sequel uh just has left me cold to the 
idea of going back into this world but uh yeah uh was not real it's like well okay they got some new cgi dinosaurs that i'm sure will eat people but other than that i didn't see anything that made me go yeah this looks like a good idea so so you don't have any interest in seeing jurassic park 4 basically uh based on what i now you've seen more than i have i just saw the one trailer um but just based on the one that i saw not, not really i i just would expect you know i could go back and watch one of those other sequels and get the same amount of <laughs> enjoyment out of it or dissatisfaction depending on how you want to look at it but yeah i just i don't see this as the, they're not going to be able to offer anything new i don't see where they can go with this premise even uh the guy who wrote it, Michael Crichton, I mean, they really, they basically just, his, I believe his publisher said, yeah, you're making a sequel to this. And he's like, I didn't really intend to ever make a sequel to this. Well, just sit down and bang something out, okay? Uh, yeah, this was not something that even the original creator ever envisioned having any type of a sequel to, let alone a fourth film installment, so... Yeah, that about sums up the way the second one works. Just hurry up and write this, because we need something. It, yeah, that's, that's literally apparently how it did work. He just, um, all right, well, here's something. It, it just didn't, the, the second one I saw so long ago, I barely remember it, and I just remember it, yeah, just being more of the same. Uh, these people want to go back to the island, and Jeff Goldblum doesn't want them to. And then suddenly they're off and in San Diego for some reason. And then the third movie I've seen bits and pieces of. And, uh, I mean, honestly, There's I... another island. Well, I saw the first I saw the first few minutes of it for the first time recently that I had never seen before. And I didn't realize that they actually had Laura Dern and Sam Neill back in a scene together at the beginning. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they actually reference the first movie that much but i believe if i'm remembering right sam neill is in the yeah third, yeah he's, he's in it focal point he's in it but the only pieces i had seen in the past were already like 10 or 15 minutes into it so yeah yeah i got you um i yeah it just doesn't seem like a it's like jaws it's the jaws problem there's it, it's once you defeat the monster then there's nowhere else to go yeah i, I mean you can make <laughs> They'll, they'll make bigger sharks with bigger teeth. <laughs> Soon they'll make a shark so big it will destroy them all. I mean, the only thing that I could think of is one of two things. Either, number one, if this was a real-world situation, a couple of the major superpowers of the world would have gotten together and said, you know, we said we'd stop atmospheric testing when Kennedy and Khrushchev said we stopped Let's go ahead and just pull out a couple of nukes and blow that island to hell because this is, this is not going to end up well for anybody. Let's just not let it sit out there with a bunch of dinosaurs that it could eventually figure it away across. Either that or go the extra mile and they just left the island alone and the dinosaurs have figured out a way off. And now suddenly it's humans have to figure out how to live with dinosaurs on the planet, not just on this isolated island. Okay, well, if you wanted to go in that direction, then yes, that would make it interesting. Uh, Again, from the trailer that I saw, it just looked like, we built a new park. Remember these big gates? Well, we got them again. Which doesn't, I see, I just don't know if this is supposed to be a reboot or a sequel. I'm guessing it's a sequel, but 
it doesn't make any sense. And again, without seeing the movie, we can truly hindsight it. But my hindsight right now is I'm not really interested in it. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't really uh, a hype ball of uh, fire with the original one to begin with. In fact, I didn't even see it in the theater. I saw it on VHS. I, I had to go to a retreat for high school. I was dead tired. I got home, and my mom had bought the VHS. That's when I first experienced it. it was alone in my room in my parents' basement, falling asleep after being dead tired from this retreat, watching Jurassic Park on VHS on a small, like, 13-inch TV. That was yeah, my I saw, experience. I saw it with a bunch of high school friends in a really big theater. Well, there you go. <laughs> and like you said, we saw Lost World and then saw Bits and sure. Pieces of Three. So it just seems like unless they have something so incredibly cool up their sleeves, this is just more of the same. And I don't see how it can be anything different than more of the same of we created dinosaurs. They're in a park. The dinosaurs got out of hand. Now they're coming after people, and we have to stop them and be rescued as the dinosaurs are in the park. How long ago did Jurassic Park 3 come out? That had to have been the early 2000s. I believe it was like 2001, maybe 2002. Okay. But, uh, yeah. It, it was I mean, for enough. the... No, go on. Oh, I mean, it was long enough ago that obviously Universal is saying, well, this is a name brand, and we live in the world of name brands making money, so obviously they're going to do something with it. It's just based on the trailer I've seen, it doesn't look like they're doing anything with it different. It just looks to be the same thing. And again, with that premise, what can you do differently? Unless you just unleash them on the world or firebomb the damn place. Well, my my best guess is this is like bringing back a classic, uh, you know, it's like Dracula comes back again type of thing. And it's, hey, let's introduce this classic monster to a new generation because it's been 15 years since the last one came out. And the parents can take the kids who don't know what this is, but they've heard their parents talk about it. And burp, 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 burp. Yeah. That's, that's what I figure is going on right down to the casting of, hey, who's who's a big star right now? Hey, it's Chris Pratt. And that's a good point. And I didn't think of that. Is That's excellent point because... The first movie came out 22 years ago. Yeah, it's been a while since that one uh, was so, in the theater. You know, and I always give equivalencies. So my equivalency would be in 1993, if somebody made a movie that came out in 1971, it would have been brand new for us to see in 93. And we technically really would maybe have not ever heard of something that came out in 1971. So it's similar for a new generation, I guess. Yeah. So in that respect... If that's what you're going for, you wouldn't want to tinker with the formula and it'd just be, like we said, hey, this worked before, let's do more of it. I, I guess. Well, let's get off Jurassic World and get to something that's even more exciting uh, that really isn't beaten down is Terminator! Yay! With a why! Oh, why? <laughs> Which is a big old why. Why are you doing this? <laughs> now, I will take a step back and say uh, Tomorrowland trailer? Uh-huh. Yes, it sold me on something I don't know anything about. Entourage? I didn't really need to see the trailer. I like the show, and it's more of the same. I'll see that. Jurassic World saw the trailer, did nothing for me to excite me. I saw the full trailer for Terminator, and it actually piqued my interest because it looks like they are finally having fun with the fact that 
well, everything we did in the other movies is not technically set in stone because we have time travel. Things can always be changing and evolving with time travel. So it looks like they're rebooting the whole timeline and so it's it's the it's the anti-lost way to preview a show we will do someday in the future for Lost <laughs> is instead of everything that happened happened there's not a set in stone timeline with this terminator it looks like it looks like everything that happened before did happen but now we're going to go back and use time travel to change that it's so, an interesting approach. I'll give them that. Yeah, so it's not a complete reboot of, all right, well, forget 1984, Linda Hamilton. Now we've got this new one with Amelia Clark, and now we're going to start over. No, it's, no, the Linda Hamilton one happened, and now time travel is going to change what you saw there. And it, that's a smart way to continue to evolve it. Well, and it also finally addresses, I think, something that a lot of people have argued over the years with, well, why don't they just go back to yada yada and do this? <laughs> exactly. So, and from the the true hindsight 2020 method that we have, I could fully speculate what I think is going to happen. Well, and, go for it. And they, the rumor is, well, it's not really a rumor, it's almost confirmed because I think he confirmed it in an, in an interview is that the producers actually contacted James Cameron, and mm. his first answer was, "No, nah, not a chance in hell. I'm doing anything with you guys. That I'm, I'm uh, that's called being over with." He's James Cameron. But then on the second side, uh, the second step of James Cameron being James Cameron, <laughs> uh, he actually gave the producers some tips on some story ideas, things to do, which I think lends to the credibility why it actually looks intriguing <laughs> like like uh they actually took some of his story beats and one of the main ones is that he and this is pretty well known because mm -hmm. uh, if you watch the trailer obviously there's old arnold schwarzenegger as the terminator facing off against digital old young terminator arnold yeah that's right i'm all over this film and that's the idea from james cameron that he told him well look there's one easy way around that it's a metal skeleton surrounded by, a, you know, human tissue while human tissue ages. So the human tissue could age on a Terminator that was sent back to a young child, uh, uh, Sarah Connor, and basically grew up with her, training her since birth. So that the scene we see in the trailer of her getting Kyle Reese in 1984, she's been training for years with the Arnold terminator that has been aging along with her and that's explains that and i think that's a it, it if they're insistent on bringing this damn franchise back i think that's a better than anything else we could have come up with yeah uh when i first saw the teaser the original teaser for this i was not real <laughs> intrigued quite honestly and then i saw the full uh, trailer and kind of like you, I went, oh, there's actually seems to be something going on in this. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm much more up now for checking out what they might be thinking about. And as long as they are just true to what happened in the first movie and the second movie, not really concerning themselves with the third or fourth, I think... It, I think they are going to tangentially tie in with the fourth, but I think from what I picked up on the trailer, they're actually going to do some of the stuff that they cut 
out of the fourth one some of the stuff that we were carrying on about back when we did our Terminator uh, episode and everything. So, yeah, I think though they could they could stand to learn a lesson from the only positive lesson from Superman Returns, which was uh, Superman three and four don't exist. <laughs> and we're picking and choosing from how you saw Superman 2. I think that's the best way to go is to say, well, you remember these things that happened in 1 and 2. Well, since we have time travel, we can completely change shit up and you're not going to have to worry about it. So, why not? It's a, it's a Terminator. No way. <laughs> so, I, I, sure. I'll give it a watch, and then we'll, yeah, we'll... We'll see what we get here with that one. And what do we get with the Ant-Man? The, <laughs> the lost, forgotten Marvel movie uh, of the year. I have never seen hey. a Marvel movie so lost to public consciousness as Ant-Man. I do not have a good vibe for this one, quite honestly. I know nothing about the character. Uh, I Again, so... I guess finally, I don't know when it came out, but I saw the trailer for it before the Avengers movie, and I I don't know. I mean, it it followed kind of the same formula that all the trailers do, and a lot of the beats that uh, the Marvel movies have in them, um, which again isn't necessarily a bad sign. But I I really don't have a good feel for this one. I think. Everyone's making the comparison of Guardians of the Galaxy saying, well, everybody th- said Guardians was going to be garbage, and it turned out to be the highest grossing movie of the summer. Um, I don't know if this one's going to reach that level, but it's one of those things where Marvel's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt, quite frankly, that even with a bad trailer, which I don't think the trailer is necessarily bad, I just don't think it really tells you anything. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. And I, honestly, that's good. I mean, I'd like to go in and be surprised. I don't really want a, a trailer to tell me everything. But I kind of think that what what they're going to do is this is going to be kind of what Iron Man 2 was trying to do. Mm-hmm. In as much as there's a super suit that was created and other people are coming after that technology Okay. And I think that, you know, the the part of Iron Man 2 that got shuffled to the side was the same thing when they were trying to shoehorn in all the Avengers pre-stuff. Right. Of the government wants your suit, Stark. I think this is similar in that Michael Douglas is Hank Pym, and he created the Ant-Man suit, and he's been hiding away and trying to keep it under wraps. He doesn't want it to fall into the wrong hands and... So I think a lot of the battles are going to be around people trying to get that technology or or, or what. Plus, so it's, it'll be like an episode of The Greatest American Hero, possibly. And I could, <laughs> one could only hope, Ralphie. <laughs> so put on your jammies, uh, Paul Rudd, and let's go fight some ants. So, <laughs> that was the worst Robert Culp I've ever. I could have done a better Connie Selica if I thought about it, <laughs> but. Um, I lost train of thought there. Uh, I think what it's really going to do is surprise people in how it's going to set up Captain America Civil War next year. 
because people keep forgetting and they're going, well, Avengers Age of Ultron doesn't really set up too much for Civil War. And all these cast members are coming in Civil War and people and, you know, a lot of people I've been listening to and reading make a very good point. Uh, everyone keeps forgetting that Ant-Man comes in between. So there's a whole other movie in the Marvel Universe that could very well set up Civil War that we don't see coming. Yeah, Ant-Man is the official end of Phase 2. Yeah. The Avengers sequel. Yeah, and I think that it's going to tie into what they're doing on TV uh, with the Agent Carter miniseries run where you're dealing with uh, Peggy Carter and how her and Howard Stark helped found the original S.H.I.E.L.D. back in the 50s and into the 60s. And, you know, we've seen different things of Howard Stark in the flashbacks when he was working for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Nick Fury was probably a youngin in the 60s. So I have a feeling that they're going to say Hank Pym was the original Ant-Man and had a falling out with S.H.I.E.L.D. And so he's recruiting the the new guy, Paul Rudd, to take over this Ant-Man suit. And I think there's just going to be a lot of ties with the history of S.H.I.E.L.D., the history of the Avengers, so to speak, and kind of the early Marvel Universe. I think Nick Fury, Sam Jackson will show up in this at some point. And I think it's really going to be... I'd be shocked if it wasn't a, a big tie-in to uh, to Civil War coming up next spring. I I would be stunned if there weren't a lot of things dealing with the, you know, the greater Marvel Universe that we just don't see coming right now. Entirely possible, and that would all make perfect sense given where it's placed. Yeah, and I just think they're so strategic about everything that they're doing right now that I, I would... I would just be stunned if that wasn't wasn't the case. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it'll roll out, and I'm sure it'll do just fine. Uh, like I said, I just don't really have a good grasp on it, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So well, then roll out, yeah. <laughs> rolling out, <laughs> roll over, Liberty. The last uh, gasp of the summer. Speaking of Marvel, but not technically Marvel. <laughs> the Fantastic Four, the movie that has been lambasted to death for years because there was no images, there was all these rumors of a horrible set experience from Josh Trank, the director. And then finally, they released a trailer. And uh, did you see the trailer? <clears throat> no. All right, then. <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> I, I saw some big explosion thing and a bunch of people silhouetted in some image and that's about all I know well frankly it just it could go either way it could just be dull Mm -hmm. or it could be just an incredibly surfer or it could just be an incredibly unique take that no one saw coming I don't think it could be really a middle ground movie. I think it could just be one of those two things. And the, the trailer. I'll, I'll vote for the second option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the trailer kind of pulled it out as, oh, wow, okay. Um, don't have a full grasp, but it looks like, you know, there's some relationships going on, which is apparently the big deal with Fantastic Four in the comic books. It's all about the family dynamics. I mean, people have been saying for years. That the greatest Fantastic Four movie ever made is Incredibles. And that that's exactly how the Fantastic Four is supposed to be, it's except Brad Bird did it as the Incredibles. So it just it it remains to be seen whether or not 
uh, it actually will live up to anything or if the trailer just really did a hell of a job spinning something that's probably a train wreck. Who knows? <laughs> As we're sitting here talking through all of these things, I'm going, hmm, let's see, Fury Road, Remake or Reboot, Tomorrowland, Original, Terminator. Yeah, we've seen Terminator movies before. Um, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yes, those exist. Marvel yeah, man, it's a new property, but it's still Marvel. And then Fantastic Four, which has several films to it as well it's like boy you're not pumping out the original content here <laughs> but summer's never really been about that so what are you talking about the poltergeist re oh wait the reboot uh, uh, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh god okay so fantastic four is gonna be a, a mediocre quattro a curiosity <laughs> we'll just label it as and, uh, in spain this is mediocre quattro I, I've never wanted to read a Fantastic Four comic. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of those uh, early 2000s. Is that when those came out? Mid, 2005, 2007. Okay, mid. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of those enough to go, boy, leaving <laughs> leaving it there. <laughs> well, I think the Fantastic Four as a comic book property is the epitome of Stan Lee because it's uh, the, the Stan Lee joke get started there because that's I think one of the first ones that he really had a big hand in. So you could definitely see that it was just we need new characters. How about Stretchy Man and Invisible Girl <laughs> and Big Rock Guy and Flame Man <laughs> and then let somebody else put the team together and create something with it. But that's where it started. Yeah. So I think that's why. It just it always began as a kiddified thing and then they just built better things off of it and around it, and it got left in the dust, I think, as an idea that probably should have died out a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it, it almost seems like something, if you really wanted to have some fun with it, just go full-on, like, Incredible-less kitty kind of... Uh, not that Incredibles is completely kitty, but um, just have some fun with it. Well, but that's the problem, is that the first two movies tried to have fun with it. No, 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 not campy. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It could be too Dark Knight-ish. It could be too Nolanized. That's what I think, and they're going with it. But who knows? I mean, it could be in the X-Men kind of mold, since it is with Fox, and maybe they have their own set way over there, and the trailer is just kind of misleading, and it could surprise everybody like Guardians of the Galaxy last year and become an August hit. I could doubt happen. it. Yeah. I doubt it, but you never know. I, I just don't have any high feelings for it, and I have a feeling this might be the last time we talk about Fantastic Four. Mm, but what we'll we, see. But what we'll we see. will talk about, and what we have been talking about, is the new Bond coming out in the winter. Yes, of course. Coming, coming out around Star Wars time is a new Bond movie, which has a trailer already with a car chase in it for some reason. <laughs> and well let's see what do we what do we know about this production so far it's got blofeld yep we're back in switzerland i believe so you've got hearkening back to the olden days we are truly back into the swing of the bond world as he's facing uh, against Spectre. got to get you further into that world here well i Listening to the other podcast, I think, is my equivalent to you getting into Nightmare on Elm Street. 
I just listen to the podcast. They are in-depth enough to get me to where they are. And, uh, again, a couple months ago, I sat and watched Thunderball, and that was pretty awful. So, <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, there, there are definitely shades, uh, both with the setting and bringing back Indy. Although um, the new guy is not called Blofeld, correct? Oh, no. We've left, he's, he's... left him behind. No, no, no. They're, uh, Christoph Waltz is playing... The head of Spectre. Name Blofeld, though. Uh, they haven't said his name yet, which is pretty okay. obvious that they're going to come out and say his name is Blofeld. Well, I'm just thinking with the history of all the back and forths with the legality going all the way back to Thunderball. And uh, that's how we ended up with the uh, two competing Bond movies in 1983 and everything. Um, but I think that's all been cleaned up because that was 30 years ago. I oh, said, that was going until the early 2000s, at least, as far as the lawsuits went. I mean, I don't really know. What's his know name? Kevin McQuarrie? Is that who it was? I don't really know. Okay. I, I don't know any of these. <laughs> no, no. Interviews. No, but he, he, uh, he and uh, Ian Fleming and supposedly two other guys... They kind of came up with some of these story beats that eventually found their way into the film and the novel Thunderball, but the like Spectre and Blofeld and all that, uh, the lawsuits were saying, oh, no, 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 it was uh, this guy, it was this Kevin... Quarry, or um, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Uh, he uh, he's the one who came up with this stuff, and it's his property, and yada yada yada. And that's how they tried to do that spinoff Bond. Uh, never say never. Uh, back in '83, when the main Ian production was Octopussy and all of that. So, right on. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be intrigued to see that. What I'm personally really hoping is Quantum of Solace didn't do a whole lot for me, um, but it introduced some interesting kind of layers and directions that the franchise could go. Um, I think a lot of people really thought that the last movie was going to kind of build off that and pick up with that, and instead they went with a more personal story and uh, tied up some other areas as far as the narrative and the characters went and everything. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to pick up with some of those story threads left over from Quantum of Solace, and that's going to kind of morph into Spectre. I don't know. I, what I saw in the trailer is that they're showing more family pictures of Bond and and whatnot, so I think they're going to be playing more off of Skyfall than they are going back two or three movies. I, I think that they're just building upon building upon building, but... I think what they made the statement with the last five minutes of Skyfall was, okay, Bond is now officially rebooted back into being Bond. There's mm-hmm. Money Penny, there's M, and we're ready to roll. He's got his cue. He's he's ready to rock and roll into the 21st century now. Back as Bond, so let's bring his evil organization back. And but it's in the modern world, so I don't think they're really gonna go back. To Quantum or Casino Royale, I think well, those just, are just I'm done. Just, yeah, but I'm just saying you've got some breadcrumbs there that you could easily like trace that organization of Quantum, and maybe it was just some offshoot of Spectre or something like that. Which they could, but I just don't think they're going to deal that much with it. I think they're, if they're smart, they're more 
We've got momentum. We're just going this way. Yeah, the you know billion dollar bond was the last movie of of fifty years of Bond. It was the only one of them made a billion dollars, and that was the last one. So let's just spin off the last one. <laughs> we set up Daniel Craig. Let's just roll <laughs> with that and be done. And we can make a mention of Quantum because it's in our little canon here. But that's fine. I wonder if they'll do anything with the whole Tracy Bond storyline, given some of the other echoes from His Majesty's Secret Service. Her Majesty's Secret. I mean, I think that's the one thing that they are going to probably keep trying to incorporate more into the modern-day Bonds, especially since the first two movies seemed like they had the only carryover of a Bond girl ever, as he had the fallout from Vesper. Mm -hmm. And then he still was, you know, remembering her and the Quantum of Solace. I think there's going to be more of like a a serialized nature to bond more than a here's the new adventure forget everything you ever saw i think this is more <laughs> along the lines of the modern day storytelling we always talk about it's more serialized so yeah yeah this movie is going to be well <clears throat> and you see it in the trailer you're you're seeing the blown up mi6 that where uh the office was blown up as they're floating by on the river thames and that happened in skyfall so they're going to be dealing with the aftermath of that uh, again, they're showing that older picture kind of in the vein of probably where he was standing in front of Skyfall when he was a kid. So I think definitely think that I think Casino Royale was the, the launching pad. Quantum Solace was, well, we got to make another movie. <laughs> well, you also ran into a writer's strike. and Exactly. And so I think production Skyfall, delays and all kinds of things with that movie. So I think Skyfall is their goldfinger. It's like, okay, we're back and we're ready to roll. We had two movies previously, but we were just trying to work it out. And well, you so, know what You know what came after that, after Goldfinger? Oh, uh, would it be Thunderball? It would. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me, uh, let me be steering a boat as we do it and quick speed up the film motion. Uh, lots of that there at the end, oh, yes. God, that was so bad. I know that was the 60s, but oh my God, you didn't have to keep cutting back and forth. That was so bad. <laughs> so awful. All right. So this is just quick looks at trailers. So let's just run down the list here, and I want you to give me one brief phrase of how you hope to feel walking out of the theater for each of these movies. So Tomorrowland... Hmm. Inspired. All right. You're going to one word instead of a phrase. All right. Uh, <laughs> entourage. Entertained? <laughs> Jurassic World. What else is on? <laughs> Terminator Genesis. Hey, that actually was cool. <laughs> Ant-Man. I can't wait for Civil War. Fantastic Four. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Bond. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. All right. That's about where I'm at. Tomorrow <laughs> and I hope to be in awe and wonder. Yeah. Entourage. Hopefully it's the same as the show. The best yeah, just of the entertained. Shows. Yeah. Jurassic World. Uh, they did something new with it. <laughs> Terminator. Hey, 
Now that's what you could do to make it a franchise. Uh, Ant-Man. Sweet. They hit it out of the park again. And yep, can't wait for Civil War. Uh, Fantastic Four. Well, as long as they don't have to make those anymore, we'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And Bond. Yep, I continue to be on the modern day Bond train that I was never on as a kid. So uh, that I think that about sums it up. <laughs> and there'll always be new trailers and more trailers and trailers for everything else. We just happen to be in that time frame now that we looked at about eh, about two or three years ago when the studios started, you know, staking claim to dates in the future for release dates, and all of a sudden you started seeing this slate of all of these just massive movies that you're like, I don't. We're going to have a movie every Friday that's just going to blow our minds. Yeah, it's kind of been like standing on the shore watching this gargantuan wave getting closer and closer, and now it's like, uh, it's about to hit. Yeah, and I mean, if you think back to 2012, though, it was before a lot of shifting was going on. So when we were back in 2012, it was still a lot of, well, Justice League will be 2015 summer. Star Wars will be 2015 summer. And there'll be two Pixar movies in 2015 summer and Avengers 2 and 2015 summer. And I mean, all these things we looked at far off in the distance that were now here. And obviously there's been shifting of, of dates here and there, but we're, we're, it's, we're still in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, Oh, one trailer we forgot to mention that harkens back to a recent episode. We did Mm. the red band trailer of vacation, the re-sequel boot. To whatever it is, I thought. Yes, and I was going to say you'll have to weigh in on this one because I'm still behind. Well, then you need to go watch it because, as far as trailers go, all by themselves, it was super funny. It was Uh, just without getting necessarily into a whole lot of specifics. What did it like? Bring back the vibe of some of the best of the vacation stuff, or what was it that? It was just was a, I mean, it was just a lot of jokes. Uh, I mean, hell, there was even a, a a very meta joke that was written into the story. So it wasn't like breaking the fourth wall talking to the camera, but it was written into the story where Ed Helms, playing the grown-up Rusty, says he wants to take his family on vacation, and he wants to relive his favorite vacation from childhood, which he wants to take his family to Wally World. And one of his kids says... Nobody even remembers that vacation. And Ed Helm says, as Rusty in character says uh, something along the lines of, you don't need to remember that original vacation. We're making our own vacation. It'll stand on its own. Now let's make memories. And uh, it just you just have to watch it. There's just a lot of funny bits in the trailer. But the only hope is, is that they don't put the only funny bits in the trailer, which is always <laughs> the worry with a comedy movie with its trailer coming out but as far as they go it's it was a damn funny one and it turned me from eh to hey all right and the other thing is in a studio business kind of way i think there's something there because the people who do this for a living every single day in hollywood are looking at their slates endlessly and you can get inside their head by just looking at what movies are coming out when and where and i think the one-two punch of moving the vacation reboot from the fall to middle of july 
and then right away releasing a red band trailer as soon as they had it ready that was really good and really well received i think says something that i think they know they have something here yeah if they dumped it into august i'd probably be a little bit more dubious about it but yeah middle of july that's uh staking your claim well and it was set for fall so i think if they had thought it was going to be done sooner they would have probably said hell let's move this thing up to july first or end of june so it has a run so i think they moved it up as soon as it could go at the end of july thinking that it's it's done you know that'll be the earliest it's done so that tells me that somebody in the studio is seeing dailies or seeing the completed cut and saying as soon as you got this thing ready to go let's get it out there so that that's a good feeling on that one Oh, not that it matters a great deal, but did they bump something else to get it into that slot? Uh, I think it's the same company that has... Oh, there's another one we forgot. <laughs> mm. We forgot Mission Impossible 5. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. All right, that. Um, I don't... I, back to the vacation, I don't know if the it what it moved or what it bumped. I just know that they moved it up. Okay. They, no, they like what they see, but yeah, yeah Mission Impossible Five. Hey, <laughs> is that also mid July? End of July. End of July. Okay. So yeah, Mission <laughs> Impossible Five. It's. Uh, I, I mean, I say that like I'm being confusing, but uh, that that's a case of a series that just keeps getting better the more they make them. And well. I don't know. I'd still reverse one and two in that, as far as the quality goes. Okay, so I would put one and two as like lumped together end of the 90s, early 2000s, and then this big gap. And then I would say, okay, let's bring J.J. Abrams on and make a long episode of Alias starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Let's bring Brad Bird, who I've already praised here to make part four Ghost Protocol. That was cool. Oh, yeah. So now let's bring Christopher McQuarrie, the Oscar-winning screenwriter of Usual Suspects. Why not keep it going until it burns itself out again, I guess? Uh, I'm I'm all for it. The trailer was good, not grand. It had its great moment at the end that everyone talks about of another crazy Tom Cruise stunt. But <clears throat> I would say I'm on board for it just be and, until they prove me wrong. So I, I didn't need the trailer. That's why I wasn't even thinking about it. No, I think that's one of those ones where, yeah, it's trailer, no trailer. I'd probably just go, hey, let's go hop over to the theater and see what's going on with this one. Right on. So I got nothing more to say on that one. <laughs> we're, we're apparently both going to go see that. So <laughs> we'll just, so. again, see what we get. So you got a one-word summation. I'll, I'll turn your question back on you. One word or a phrase or something for when you're walking out of the theater from that? Mission Impossible? Yeah. Cool. I guess they're going to do another one. Because <laughs> that, that's kind of how it would, that's just how it's going to be until they get another part two under their wings. Then it's just going to be better and better and better until psychopath Tom Cruise can't do, it's basically, it's going to end with Tom Cruise hanging off to the side of the Saturn V rocket as they set a shuttle off to the space station. <laughs> and he's just going to do it for real in a pressurized suit. Yeah, I, I can definitely do that. I can do that again. <laughs> or they'll do a remake of The Core, and he can play Serge. 
as they drill or, down or, to the bottom of the earth. Or you can do a crossover between Die Hard and Mission Impossible. I'm on vacation. I'm coming from a building. <laughs> <laughs> Super cops. Oh, man. One passes, one person going up an elevator shaft, the other is headed down. (laughs) And which one's going where? (laughs) What a metaphor. (laughs) You just see uh, Bruce Willis comes out, uh, like, there's a fight in the bathroom, and... uh, Tom Cruise gains the upper hand, and then we hear a toilet flush, and Bruce Willis comes out of a stall because he just took a big old shit. And then he looks at all the mess around him in the bathroom as Tom Cruise looks up, and he just goes, oh, How can the same crap happen to the same guy so many times? I'm in the bathroom on vacation. <laughs> God. Oh, God. No. Stop with the diehards. All right. <laughs> well, I think I think we've covered trailers for a while, so our next episode will have to be back to our old format of talking about something probably from 1997. For oh, come on. We'll switch it up here. We'll do Men in Black for no reason. <laughs> oh, we just talked about Jurassic Park 2. That's 1997. Dang it. Good enough. <laughs> All right, well, our our 97 quota has been filled then for the month. Well, we still have a conspiracy theory to talk about. Oh, we've got many things to talk about. (laughs) All right, well, till next time, this trailer is over in a world. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Episodes can be downloaded on iTunes or at EnceladusLiterary.com. And to make a long story short, too late. One by one, you all arrived. Opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect those of Enceladus Literary. Okay, but... Ah! Rob Schneider was an animal. Then he was a woman. And now, Rob Schneider is a stapler. And he's about to find out that being a stapler is harder than it looks. Rob Schneider is the stapler. Rated PG-13. Weak. <laughs>